0: Our brain is the ultimate search engine. The questions that you ask it, you will find. So a lot of times people ask questions like, dang, what's wrong with me? That's a terrible question because you're going to find things. You're going to find things. But it's like, okay, how can I improve that? You're going to find an answer. And our brain is a master search engine. And even if you don't have the answer right away, if you set an intention, hey, what can I be grateful for today
1: in the morning? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, and thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Iheke, and we have a treat. It's, it's a wonderful day. It, it truly is a wonderful day because, ladies and gentlemen, I have a guest with me today. And he's, this is all digital, of course, for practicing yeah, cool. social, social distancing. He's in his house, and I'm in my house. Um, this man goes by the name Tim Harrison. He's a good friend of mine. Tim, welcome to the show, man.
0: Doing good, man. Thanks for having me.
1: A little background on Tim is that Tim was the president of the Black Male Leadership Initiative. Um, He played Division I basketball at Rice University. He was studying psychology. He was a program lead at Door Institute of Leadership for Leadership. Um, And he's an avid consumer of uh, personal development. Whew, almost butchered that. Tim. Um, today, what we wanted to do, we want to talk about Tim's journey to self-discovery. I think that with everything going on right now, it's a lot of us that have a lot of time to think and reflect, but at the same time, we may not really know where to start. Um, and a lot of us can be just feeling like we're completely lost. So I just thought it'd be great to have this session with Tim. Tim, if you could please start us off, um, with just talking about how you started with your journey to self-discovery. Like how did that all start? Like what's your journey?
0: Yeah. So I think like, uh, as far as what started my journey, I think I've always been a pretty curious person. And so I've always like explored, Hey, what is this and whatnot? And So um, I'm studying psychology. So um, naturally you want to use some of the tools that you learn in psychology on yourself and just like, what's more fascinating than figuring out like who you are, because people are just so complex. And so I think it's an ongoing process. And then part of that is just growing up, you know, leaving. uh, So obviously I grew up in San Diego but I went to school all the way out in Houston. And so I'm on my own for the first time. And so it's figuring out who are you outside of being in the house of your parents, right? And you're in a new environment. So it's figuring out who is Tim Harrison? Who am I going to be? And what is it that I value? And that's an ongoing process. I don't think it'll ever end, but I think that definitely prompts you to start questioning, you know, what do you stand for? What do you believe in a way that other experiences
1: don't? So can you pinpoint or like take us back to a specific account? that changed everything for you? Like, was it was it an encounter, or an experience, like one specific thing that happened that made you feel like, okay, self-discovery and identity and all this stuff is actually important? Hmm.
0: I don't know if it was exactly one point. There's definitely been like several points throughout my life. Yeah, there's definitely been several points throughout my life that really made me look at myself differently. I think uh, I really picked up reading as a habit. Like I read every single day. And so I think just getting exposure to different ideas and different thinkers Like that has a way of expanding your view of the world on a constant basis. So it's hard to always realize exactly when you change or when you started viewing things differently. But I think just incorporating that habit into my life definitely like has set me on a different course.
1: So one of the things that we were talking about, you know, before we started, uh, like this was a prior conversation we had before we got behind these mics was the difference between who someone is and the role that they play or the positions, the roles that they have here on earth, the difference between what somebody is and what somebody does. Mm. Can you expand on that like idea?
0: Yeah. So yeah, like we were talking about is I think a lot of people get caught up in identity and who you are. People say, Hey, what do you want to do? Or what do you want to be? And it's like a career, and mm. a lot of people, especially now, are confused, you know, and I, and I feel for the people who are, you know, just starting to look for jobs when all this goes down, Except, there's a lot yeah. of uncertainty about, hey, what am I gonna do? And the larger question is, you know, I'm losing the identity of being a student. I'm now in the real world. It's like, who am I? And I don't mm. know what the clear path forward is. So it's not only is like financially or where am I gonna be? It's like, who am I gonna be? Except I think that recently, like, I've been looking at that question differently. It's who who am I gonna be, not in the sense of an occupation, but a, a sense of like character what am I what do I going to stand for you know what right. are going to be the traits the traits that I embody because you can't always determine you know your circumstances You're all, you, you can apply for a job and you can put yourself in the best position but if you don't get it like that's not who you are right. and so for me I, I think about more like be traits like uh, authentic grateful courageous I can always be courageous Fair. I can always be grateful and no matter what the scenario is, I can make that decision yeah Right. And so, yeah. So it's about really the thinking about what are the what are the values that I hold and what is my commitment every day to be?
1: Now, I feel that, man. I feel like that really goes like hand in hand with like the whole unassociated message, because I, I, I 100% feel you. I think that even in my personal journey, I had to discover myself outside of the things that I did. You know, like I wanted to be there was a time where I had hoop dreams myself. You know, what I'm saying back like when we met in high school, like, you know, I was trying Um yeah, my yeah. whole my all, all five foot eight of me was trying, Um, you know, or, or whether it was me trying to chase after being the smartest kid in school, whatever it might have been like all of those things are temporary. And I think that's the whole point. Like they can be even if you get them. They can be here today and they could be gone tomorrow. Like you feel me? Like you're not a basketball player no more. You're not a you're not even a student anymore. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's like who are we beside those things? Even like even to add on to that, like I think that today, because of this whole coronavirus thing, like a lot of people one of my friends was talking about how like a lot of people who had their identity in being a student or had their identity in going to work or being like, you know, an employee, they don't even have that no more. Cause everything has changed, so yeah. it's like this quarantine is messed up. But at the same time, it's forcing us to really self reflect and find out who we might be besides the things that we do. You know?
0: Yeah, I think a hundred percent. Like after your, your daily structure gets taken away, you're like, okay, cool. You have all this free time. You had a couple classes yeah. and. But you can only Netflix binge for so long.
1: Exactly.
0: Like that gets old quick. And you'll be surprised. Like one week, you're like, dang, like okay, what else? Is yeah. There? You know what I mean? And so I think hopefully it forces, because I, I think that there's enough stuff out there that you can really distract yourself and never think mm-hmm. so. But it's, I think it's, a, it's an intentional process to really think about, hey, what is it, you know, to really think about yourself and really think about what is it that you stand for? What do you believe? What do you want to learn? things like that. And that's, that's a um, self-discovery is an uncomfortable process. right? And I think that's why most people don't do it on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, I think,
0: but I like, I like what you said.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I like, I like what you're saying.
1: I think one thing that you just said that stood out to me is how you said you have to be intentional. Um, Because, do, well, let me ask you, do you think that there are some people who just feel like their purpose and destiny is just going to smack them in the face one day? And if so, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah. I think, that, um, I think that people think about um, purpose the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times people just think it's going to be this big revelation or where they go to a certain school and then everything just falls in the line perfectly. Right. I think that it's, it's an active process. I think finding your purpose is an active process and living your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, I read, a, um, I read a book by Viktor Frankl called Man's Search for Meaning. And he talks about how um, a lot of people think uh, about um, what's the ask question, what's the meaning of my life? But they don't realize it's life asking that of them. Mm. So it's like, who are you going to be? You need to decide that, and you need to take that on. Now, granted, I think that God gives us—we um, have God given talents, and we have certain things that are that resonate with us and our personality and our mm. being that we're drawn to. Like for me, like I was going to play basketball. You know what I mean? But right. either, like, no matter what, like, I'm six eight, and I just love the sport. And so, like, even if I were to look around. Basketball is going to jump out to me. And so I didn't control the fact that I'm drawn to that kind of yeah. thing, but I have to go out and I have to put in the work and I have to, you know, what I mean, I have to train my body and work on my skills and stuff to manifest that. Not saying that basketball is my purpose, but that's definitely was part of my journey.
1: No, I feel you. I feel like what you're saying is that, you know, almost like God gives us the seed. You know, like God can give us those desires or those inclinations or those like, you know, healthy habits. Uh, hab- habits is kind of a weird word, but like, you get what I'm saying? Like, but we're the ones that has to actually go out there and put the work in to achieve, you know, our purpose and, and be fulfilled in that way. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, most definitely. There's definitely stuff that's in us, but you have to be active and search. I think a lot of times we view things passively. That's why one of my mm. statements is be intentional. I can always be intentional and be, do something with a purpose, right? And so a lot of times like people treat even education, something like that, they think they get an education. They expect school to educate them. You don't realize you educate yourself. That's an ongoing process and you can use university to do that. You can use YouTube to do that. You can use books to do that. So like, it's funny you said, you know, I'm no longer a student. I don't view myself like that. I am a student. I was just mm. I'm just no longer a student at Rice University. I'm a student of life because I'm someone who's curious. I I seek out information right. to build myself. Yeah. Constantly, I just happen to be in an environment, in an institution that was built for that, but that doesn't stop now that I'm um now that I'm not, you know, and enrolled in that university.
1: No, I feel that. I respect that. I think um kind of like continuing on this idea of like I feel like a lot of people just want the Purpose to hit them in the face or the sense of meaning to hit them in the face but i think that i agree with you i think that they're kind of going about it in a little of a wrong way um just because i feel like a lot of people they wait for that inspiration to hit like you know what i'm saying like they they wait on Mm. inspiration to act and do something because like like i said like i believe you know, God is the person that, you know, he he sets the flame. He, he starts it. He he ignites it. But it's like, if we're not doing anything with it, we're not taking any action. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we're just waiting on every inspirational clip that we see on Instagram to get us off our feet. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think that that's healthy. Like, and I feel like a lot of people are stuck until they get that inspiration. It's almost like it's a drug. Like, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, 100 percent, bro. I think uh, and a good analogy for it is like it's like a fire. And so I think a lot of times people will treat like motivational speakers and books as like they want to get this feel good from yeah. it. But what it, what it really is, is, you said you mentioned a fire is like you got to have that fire and that fire is intention. You got to already be wanting and seeking that. Mm-hmm. And then when you read a book, when you get some inspiration, that's just throwing a log. Right. And so you're just taking pieces from here and you're adding it to your own flame and you're making your own. But you got to have that drive already. You can't just, you know, grab a whole bunch of wood and expect it, you know, to get warm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to have that heat to it. And that's just you just add to it like that. Absolutely. You surround yourself with people who are so into your life. You read a book here, an audio book here, and you reflect. That's, I think that's key, too, because you learn things from yourself mm-hmm. if you really just sit there and think and question it. Like, hey, do I really think that? Or maybe is it about this? you That's actually a learning process. And I think it's, I think it's beautiful that you can just be you and your thoughts and you can learn things that you didn't know before.
1: But not everybody wants to which do is, that, though. I think though. that's crazy. Like, yeah. not everybody is comfortable. Like, and, I, and then this is going into a question. I feel like not everybody's comfortable. Either they're not comfortable or whatever it is that's stopping people from actually taking that time. To self-reflect and figure out Mm -hmm. what they like to do, what they feel like God is pulling them towards or whatever it might be. Why do you think that people are just so hesitant to go into that time of self-reflection?
0: Yeah, I think you hit on some of it. I think a lot of it is, one, people don't know that that's a thing. Mm. Like Our culture is built up where you can wake up, check your phone, go to school. When you're in the car, you have music. Right? Then you go to class, lecture, input, 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 input. And there's so many things grabbing our attention that you can go a day, a week, even months without like, really taking the time, mm. a second just to think and reflect. Second, I think a lot of times people don't have the tools. Like really? I learned, I found writing. As a kid, I always like to write poetry and I make music now and stuff like that. But later on in studying psychology, I realized, hey, this is actually doing something in my brain. When you write about heavily emotional experiences it actually changes where that memory is stored in your brain so if you have a memory that every time you think about it you still get a rise in an emotion it means that you haven't processed that yet because memories that you've processed are no longer heavy emotional and they become they move to the part of your brain your prefrontal cortex where you can now strategize and think that's the purpose of memory it's not just to have a recording of your whole life that's why our memory is not that good mm. what it's for is for you to learn from your past experiences and not run into the same mistakes wow. Yeah. Right. And so writing actually helps with that process. And there's a study. I, I don't know the exact percentage, but um, soldiers who wrote about their experiences were like significantly less likely to develop PTSD. And uh, it was just because of that fact. So one, I think people are not uh, people are not educated on certain things. They don't realize that that's actually a thing. And so that's part of what my mission is to inspire and equip people to live life to the fullest. And so that's one of the things I like to do. I like to share information like that. And, and you know, we've had talks, obviously, about this yeah. as well.
1: No, I feel that. What so I would say and this is kind of even like it's kind of a two-part question. So what mo- what do, what would you say to motivate those people to actually take the practical steps to writing things down and processing their thoughts and self-reflecting? That's one que- that's one part of the question and two, what are the things that you do, you know, yourself as Tim Harrison to like motivate people and help them mm-hmm. to actually, you know, take your words and put them into action?
0: Yeah. So, um, great questions. So to your first point, I think, um, one of my models is like, when in doubt, get curious. Mm. Right. And so just ask questions and just really, and like try to get an answer. Right. And really just sit there and think sometimes like really, I'll just sit in my bed and just think about things, think about my day. What was the most important part of yeah. my day? I think questions are, are a valuable tool. Questions are like keys for perspective. Cause if you ask a question, you open up your, your ability to see something in a different way. And so, ask yourself a question: What was the most important thing that happened today? What was the thing that I can most improve on today, right? And just sit there and ask. And I and I say start small. You don't have to go and just become like a master meditator and become you know one with the universe like right away. It's really just like just think things through, think about things, process things. Don't just you know maybe one time in the car instead of putting on the radio, instead of putting on you know putting your music on the ox, like just like ride silent and see what thoughts come to mind. And so, to your second. To your second point, what do I do personally? And this has been a journey. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't always been, you know, always on this, but um, I've built up habits. And so every morning I do, I meditate. I have a morning regimen, but I I create space in my day for that to happen. Because I know I can get busy and not have time to think think about anything. So whether it's 10, 15 minutes, even five minutes, I'll meditate. I'll visualize what are some of my goals. I'll visualize, you know, what are the most important things I need to do today? What would that look like if it's happening successfully? What if something goes wrong? How am I going to react? If so, if this person who gets on my nerves says something this way, how am I going to react? Yeah. And I can actually, you can actually get yourself to feel that that emotion there. You're like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to react with grace because I'm going to be grateful today. I'm going to be loving today. I feel that. And those are those commitments that you make in the morning before you go and get beat up by the day. Yeah. Right? And you're not always perfect. But then at the end, you ask yourself like, okay, what did I learn today? What did I do that I can improve um, better for tomorrow? And just things like that. Just get in the habit of asking yourself questions and there's apps that'll send you reminders and stuff like that i think that just gets you to look at life differently and you'll find like you might go at the end of the day and think like oh dang i didn't really do anything today but if you really think about it and look like yo wait, actually i had a conversation this person said this it made me think of this and you'll find like there's so much that happened during the day you just haven't processed mm, it remembered. Right. and so it's actually pretty rich because there's just so much stuff that's good stuff it's like 12 hours of content that, that's just always going on yeah Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, I was going to say that I think, you know, one of the reasons why some people don't like to reflect, um, and actually take action in these, you know, what you're talking about is because they, they haven't processed, you know, some of the things that they've gone through. Um, and I think that, cause Mm. one of the things that we talked about earlier was, um, everything that happened, everything happens for a reason that saying everything happens for a reason. It's hard for people to grab, grab on to that idea because, you know, they've probably faced terrible things in life. Um, and because they don't feel like processing that, then they're not going to take the time to process who they are and their identity, or maybe they can't see past the things that they've been through the challenges that they're in. Um, so it's hard for them to actually find themselves because they can't even self reflect cause they don't want to, you know what I'm saying? So there's a mm-hmm. thing that you said, and I want to, to quote it and then I want you to explain it. You said everything happens for a reason or give it a meaning. So could you unpack that? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So to what you're saying, I think a lot of times people say um, everything happens for a Mm -hmm. reason, but what if that's because everything that happens, we give a meaning. Okay. Right. And I think that that's, that's the right way to look at it. Okay. Right. Instead of, it's the same thing with purpose. Instead of waiting for something to smack you in the face, like, Act it, acting in a way as if it was significant. Like, so if you go through something, it's then not just go through it for no reason. Like, make it worth it. Right, you know right. what I mean? If you go through a trial, like, act in such a way so that it becomes, you know, it becomes, it's part of your story. So it's almost so it's like, like, where are you going to make it's it? It's almost
1: store? like changing your perception of what happened to make it positive. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, and, and finding the benefit in it. Because then no matter what it is, There is some positive in it and there is some negative in it. And so this is, I do want to make a distinction though, because this isn't that, you know, the normal positive psychology where it's like only think about the good aspect of things. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that does people a disservice because it's not real. Really, And I I always err on the side of being authentic. So if you're going through something and you feel negative about it, you feel angry about it, start with honesty. I feel angry right now. I'm upset. I feel disappointed. Mm -hmm. I'm resentful. I don't want, I don't like this person right now. Right? Yeah. And if you start with the honesty, then you can say, okay, well, why is that? Then it's like, when in doubt, get curious. Mm. And then you can get to a point, I'm like, okay, well, when, you know, what could be good about this if I chose to think about right. it? And you'll find an answer. Our brain is the ultimate search engine. The questions that you ask it, you will find. So a lot of times people dang, ask questions like, dang, what's wrong with me? That's a terrible question because you're going to find things. You're going to find mm. things. But it's like, okay, how can I improve that? You're going to find an answer.
1: Yeah. And our
0: brain is a master search engine. And even if you don't have the answer right away, if you set an intention, hey, what could I be grateful for today in the morning? Then as you go throughout your day, you're going to find more things to be grateful yeah. for because that's how our brains are wired. We They're search engines. They look for what we put out yeah. there. So.
1: No, I think you put that beautifully, man. Um, it reminds me of this one quote, and I've quoted it before. Um, it's not my quote. But my cousin told me, and it's not his quote either, but whatever. Um, and it's almost like explaining that, you know, is it was, it was this guy, and he's saying that, you know, as I was looking ahead, I could never connect the dots, but the dots. But when I actually mm. got to my destination, I looked back, and that's when I could connect the dots. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that we get yeah, like so... It. I feel like we get so, you know, scared of how of everything being a meaning, everything, you know, understanding why everything is happening and the reasons behind everything, but sometimes we have to be okay with the fact that we may not know the reason behind everything. So that's why it is important mm-hmm. that we give these things a meaning. We change the perception of the things that we go through as we go through it. It's like, okay, that happened and that sucked, but my react my response to that is going to be what gives that meaning. Like, okay, because that happened, I'm going to do A, B, and C. This is going to be my motivation. Like, you know what I'm saying? One of my teachers growing up gave me a quote, and I have literally never forgot this. This was when I was in the seventh grade, I believe. He said that there's two types of people in Mm. life. There's the people who see the trials in their lives and they use them as excuses, and the people who see the trials in their lives and they use it as motivation. And ever since then, like, when you really think about it, it's like, The same stories of like, oh, I was raised in the hood. I was underprivileged. I was this, this, that, that people may use as an excuse are the same exact stories that a lot of people use on the other side of the coin when they're talking about this is where I came from and it motivated me to go here, here, here. Like you feel me? Our responses and the meanings that we give the things that happen in our life seem to be that important and can really make or break us.
0: Yeah, bro. You hit it on the head, man. I feel like, that story, that exact message, like that's one of the messages that is like most core in my life. Like, I literally, have a saying I got a chain mm. on right now. You, I don't know if you can see it. It says "Bake or Burn, mm. Bake or Burn." Like that's that's my saying. It's like, that. In life, eventually, you're gonna go to a point where you hit the fire. Yeah, it's gonna be hot. You're gonna face a fire, and you're in it. And it, how you perceive it and how you respond to it determines if you're gonna bake. Is it gonna make you a complete? Right. Because you have all the ingredients. Mm. Is that going to be the thing, the catalyst that makes you into what you can be or are you going to burn? Are you going to crush? I feel that. And so the fire presents itself different times. And like it's one thing to say it. But when you're in the fire, you're like, oh, okay, this is the fire right now. Yeah. You know, it's when you're like it's when you've been pursuing this thing for so long and now there's a big obstacle and you're like in a test. Do you really want this? Right. And so it's like, is this going to be the thing that breaks me that makes me stop pursuing my dream? Or is this going to be the, the triumph story that I look back and this inspires someone else? Now, Amen. Right. So is it the, the fire has a way of transforming, but it's how you're going to come out of that. It, it determines like it's how you perceive the fire. No, in it. Is it like, oh, man, it's like, I think uh, Jim Rohn, he has a quote. One of my favorite quotes is don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. And so when you look at a challenge, think. Don't think. Oh, I wish this challenge wasn't here. I was like, What do I need to do to overcome? Yeah. This? Because you need to become more than what you are. That's good stuff. And that's literally what growth. That's literally what growth means: becoming more of what you are, more than what you are. So when you face something like I can't do this at my current state, so what do? I, how do I need to grow in order to overcome this? And after you're done with that, you don't shrink back. You're now an expanded version of yourself, and you're now someone who does hard things. Yeah. Right. And and something about doing hard things just builds up your inner confidence. Whether it's like lifting weights, like you want to lift the hardest weight that you can, but still get up, and that's how you lift weights that you currently can't. And so it's just exactly what you're saying. Like that principle presents itself like everywhere in life, in relationships, physically, psychologically, everywhere. And I think that's just so like people need to like really hear that message. No, I
1: feel that. No, I feel that. Um as we wrap up. Is there anything else that you feel um, you want to say to the listeners? Um, mind you, these are young people. These are people on the grind. These are people who um, are encouraged by God and people that want to do big things. So what's, what's another thing, uh, one last word that you want to say to the people?
0: So I'd say um, when in doubt, get curious. Yeah. Um, ask yourself questions or even something like if someone offends you. Get curious. Instead of taking offense, get curious. Why, what, what is that stemming from? What pain do they have that it stems from? And you'll find that you actually love the person more and you actually won't even feel that insult. So get curious. Second, bake or burn, ask yourself, like identify moments in your life when you're in the fire. Yeah. Right? When something's tough, you're like, oh, I'm in the fire. So once you realize that, you're like, oh, this is actually an opportunity. Mm. This isn't a trial. This is an opportunity for me to grow. And so that's why my whole thing, my whole thing is EPOG, E-P-O-G, the enjoyable pain of growth. It's about reframing how you view pain, right? So if I'm lifting weights and I'm about to fall, I'm like, oh, this is EPOG right here. I'm in the fire. This is the enjoyable pain of growth. This is what growth feels like. It feels like being sore, but that's what what getting stronger feels like. It's painful. So embrace embrace the enjoyable pain of growth. And then... um, yeah, I'd say I'd say those are two of my main, my main uh, lessons, and a, and a word of encouragement too is like you never know what you're going through right now is in your life until it's over. Like if you ever watch a movie and you go all the way up until the end, and then the last scene, you realize oh one of the guys was a good guy who was a bad guy or whatever, and it changes how you view the whole movie. No facts, right? And so you never know the scene at the very beginning. You don't know what that is until you've seen the whole right. thing. So your story's not over right. yet. So no matter what you're going through, you never realize like what that could be until the story's over. And so even when you can't see the meeting, right? Even when you can't find like how this is supposed to be good, like have faith that you know in the story's not over yet. Um and you know what? I'm gonna act in a way to make it worth it.
1: Yeah. Amen, bruh. So
0: yeah, those are my three
1: Amen. Show. I love it. I love it. Um, so real quick, I want to just tie this back to, you know, the listeners that can potentially want to see a lot of this like context in the Bible, like, you know, in a biblical context. Um, and I, and I would suggest that people mm. read, and we talked about this too, in Matthew chapter 25, 25 verse 14 to 30. Um, I think you guys should sit down and mm-hmm. read that on your own. Um, it's, it's a story about these three different servants who were given three different amounts of talents and each of those servants decided to use those talents. And some of them decided not to use those talents and, um, I just think that it really speaks to the idea of excuses versus motivation. It speaks to the idea of being intentional um, and really, you know, your Baker burn concept. So, yeah, um, as we go out, you know, at the end of every uh, podcast um, episode, we have a time of confessions, which is really prayer and me confessing over the life of the viewers. And I want to do that for you, too, Tim. Um, so I want to pray over you and I want to pray over the viewers and then we could close out. Cool.
0: I appreciate that, yes, Of course. So-
1: um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this conversation that you, um, allowed me and Tim to have, Father God, and for everybody that tuned in. Um, I pray over Tim and all the viewers, Father God, help us, Lord Jesus, to have the baker burn mentality. Help us to not see the trials in our lives, Father God, as excuses, but see them as motivation. Um, We will be intentional, Lord, about the self-discovery and self-reflection, Father God, and we won't be scared to tap into those different dark things that may have happened to us, God, because we realize that we can give these things a meaning, and we can respond to these things in healthy ways, Father God, and it's going to make us even better in the end. Um, Help us, Lord, as we go out in the week um, to just be strong, to rely on you, Father God, and to really just be intentional. In Jesus' name, amen. Tim. Amen. I love thank it, man. you so Appreciate much you man me, this was amazing yeah. bro you guys gotta follow tim shout, shout yourself out bro do all the shout outs everything
0: yeah so instagram timothy underscore john underscore cool. uh, yeah really just follow my instagram uh i make music too i'm on soundcloud timothy john same thing so check me out yes sir
1: love you bro and love you guys love Always you guys have bro. a good week If you like what you heard in this podcast episode, make sure you share it with a friend that needs to hear it. And if you're a person that likes more of a visual experience, Church Confessions podcast videos are available on Unassociated's YouTube channel. Subscribe to our channel today for unlimited access to our video content.